Hello, hello, and welcome to In Alignment, the show that embraces rawness, vulnerability, and is dedicated to helping you through the twists and turns of your healing, self-love, and self-development journey. Now, today's topic of the day is therapy. So whether you're just starting out your journey or you've been on the path for a while, it's highly likely that you've come across the idea of a therapist or therapy in general. Now, I'm going to be sharing with you my experiences on deciding to finally see a therapist and some of the challenges that you could actually face as well in making your own decision for yourself. And with this, I'm hoping to help prepare you and support you so that you don't feel discouraged or overwhelmed. And like I said, this can work for you at any stage, not just at the beginning stages or once you've already decided, but even while you're going to therapy, because I think a lot of people think once they've made the decision and they've started therapy, that all is said and done and they feel good. But there's a lot of stigma behind it. So let's go ahead and get into it. Let me just start by saying that I'm incredibly grateful for all these movements that have really made it easier for us to focus on self-care, on self-love, and just our overall health. See, emotional well-being, mental health, and even prioritizing self-care and self-love wasn't something that was done, really, or even encouraged or seen in a good light. These are things that were taboo topics that were seen as selfish and pretty harmful to somebody's image and so what these movements have done is they really dismantled these archaic beliefs that these are important topics when they are and they've made it easier for us to get help but still that doesn't mean that this isn't a daunting task and that it's not a taboo topic in fact for many of us it's not as simple as just saying that i'm struggling with mental health so let me go talk to somebody See, for myself, it took me many years to get help. And I can honestly say that it took two decades from the moment that I knew I needed to see somebody to the moment I walked into my first session. So why do we struggle to get help? And how is it that we know when it's time for us to finally see someone? Let's start with that first question. Okay, so why do we struggle to get help? And honestly, it's because the entire process is so daunting. The first thing I'm going to tell you is limit the number of people that you tell. Okay? You want to tell as little people as possible that you're going to see a therapist or that you're considering seeing one because people are going to have a lot to say and you don't want to have, you know, something else blocking you or not even just blocking you from seeing help but once you do blocking you from like getting deep into your therapy okay now if you need to talk to somebody if you need some advice i encourage you to talk to people that that you trust but more importantly talk to somebody that's already seen a therapist somebody that can actually give you advice on the topic and understands what you're going through that's going to be the most helpful thing for you but again i encourage you to tell as little people as possible because this is a very intimate and vulnerable experience and the more people that you include in it at the beginning of your 
you know, of this journey, the harder it's going to be for you to be vulnerable and for you to have progress because you're going to have so much pressure on yourself and you're going to have so many eyes on you that it'll just make it very challenging. This isn't to say that you're never going to talk about this or share this with people, but share it when you're ready and when it's appropriate for you, okay? And that'll that'll just be one thing to to help you so that's that's just my little tidbit let me get back into you know my kind of experience with this because a lot of people of color in particular struggle with this struggle with seeing a therapist and prioritizing their mental health and emotional health because many cultures don't don't really see eye to eye here And they have a lot of very negative and archaic beliefs in regards to mental, social, emotional health. So see, for my family, they are actually very loving and supportive. So even in my family, my, I think our overall emotional health was just swept under the rug. So for me, somebody who's highly emotionally in tune and really prioritizes emotions I had trouble coexisting with my family and that struggle between us caused just a lot of turmoil and I was shamed incessantly in order to you know compensate for the lack of emotional awareness and the coping skills I was called crazy psychotic over emotional dramatic you know and it was it was wild (laughs) but even then even when I was called crazy even when my family would say like oh you need to see somebody therapy was not an option okay and there there could have been other reasons for this I'm sure you know finances were were one of the one of the issues that stopped me from or stopped my family from getting me a a therapist or getting me to see somebody but the biggest thing was that this was just something that was very humiliating and shameful for not just myself but for my family and I know you can probably relate to this because so many other cultures not just the Mexican culture share these beliefs so what for at least for me you know it meant if you saw a therapist or you and even if you just admitted that you were struggling and you might need help it made you seem weak and pathetic and made you a burden a pariah among other horrible things but you know if that wasn't enough to just shame you that shame also fell onto your family simply for being related to you and so I'm sure that was well I felt like that was the biggest factor for me not getting help was that my family just couldn't take that on as loving and as supportive that they were that was just something that they they couldn't come to terms with that no not someone in my family right and that was just an obstacle that I ended up having to cope with over the next 20 years, right? Because 
that shame carried into my adulthood where I knew I needed help, but I, no, I couldn't, I couldn't put that shame on myself. And, uh, Ryan Tanapta, Filipino, a Filipino writer for NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. I was reading her story and I, I, you know, I grew up in a community that was predominantly Mexican American, first generation Mexican. Mexican Americans and Vietnamese Americans so I got to see firsthand how even like those two cultures had such intense shame around emotional health and mental health and in this article that I was reading she talks about her experience with therapy and she says this part of me wondered if therapy was only meant for white people And this belief stopped me from getting the help that I needed for many years. Many Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders try to justify why we shouldn't ask for help by doing exactly what I did, by believing and repeating things that just aren't true. And I want to read to you some of the beliefs that were held within her culture and, you know, that resonated for me as well and might resonate for you. The first one was, I must be successful and I cannot show signs of weakness. And so no matter how overwhelmed you felt, the pressure to be, to have a good career and to be successful was, you know, number one priority. Showing signs of weakness meant you weren't successful, right? Number two was, it's a burden to share my emotions. And I know this was true for me. I felt like a burden whenever my my emotions leaked through. And even talking to therapists, because I I really went into that as well, talking to therapists, that's, that's one of the biggest issues that they face. Even when they get somebody in the door into therapy, they feel so guilty burdening their therapist with emotions that they can't get themselves to fully open up the third thing that she shared was i'm ungrateful for all i have and that's that's a belief that's felt in a lot of cultures because especially being a first generation american your family most likely came from a country that had less opportunities and so coming here and having all these blessings right makes there's just a constant reminder that you have it better than I did or you have it better than you know people from our country and so complaining or being sad about where you're at makes people feel like I'm ungrateful for everything I have because somebody else had it worse right and it really takes what's the word I'm looking for, but it invalidates you, right? It, it doesn't validate you as a person and as a, as a human being because you have emotions and you're allowed to feel them. And I think more importantly, your emotions have reason behind them. So you're, they're not unreasonable. The next belief that she shared is, it's disrespectful to my spiritual beliefs. And I think this was a very interesting one. This was 
not one that I necessarily connected to, but I do know a lot of people who feel like faith and God and religion is, is meant to be this saving grace. And if, you know, if that fails them, then they're not doing enough to connect, to connect with God or they're not praying enough. And so this, the, the other thing that's really reiterated in, in these communities too, and um, these spiritual communities a lot of times is that there's just this need to rely on prayer when you're dealing with challenging times. And so if you're going through a tough time and you're being told to, you know, go to prayer, as it, it could be helpful for some. But for others, they might need more guidance and support through this tough time. And that's that's such a hard thing to to battle that internal strife of like you not feeling like a you know a good enough person in in your religious community because of that so that's just something else that at the end of the day ends up adding to that burden that you feel next limiting belief that she mentioned was not knowing how to talk to your family or your community about your mental health and this is a very challenging thing to do especially now in these times with you know so many different beliefs and all these generations it could be really hard to communicate or translate what emotional well-being is right or mental emotional well-being is and it could be very challenging not just to communicate that but to felt heard and understood and not judged so this is one of the reasons why i encourage you to tell as little people as possible as you start this and this isn't to say that you're never going to be able to talk to your family or your friends about mental health no see the the hardest people for me to talk to about seeing a therapist and my emotional well-being right was my immediate family this was the hardest group of people in my life to talk to about this topic and they they know they know very well what's going on in my life what my status is and now this is something that i share openly with them i check in with them on a regular basis they found i was one that told them that I was seeing a therapist and I had that conversation with each of my family members about why I was seeing a therapist and what that experience was like for me. But I did that on my own time and I did that when I had the support from, you know, my therapist and from others. And I did that when I had the resources and the tools to have that sort of conversation. Okay, I had worked on boundaries I had worked on standing my ground and on communicating ideas and messages clearly. I worked on not being triggered and even when I was triggered, how to remain calm and continue communicating clearly. There was a lot of work and a lot of things that went into me being able to have that conversation. 
And so again, this is why I really encourage you to tell as little people as possible. You don't need to talk to everybody about mental health or your mental health. Talk to the people that you can trust about this, that you feel safe and comfortable talking to about this, okay? And that you just feel that they need to know. And again, you don't need to tell them everything. No one needs to know all the details. With my family, when I first started these conversations, the only thing that I told them was I wasn't okay and I would fill them in later. I wasn't ready to talk about it. That was it. And that was good enough for them. And now the final limiting belief that um, that she was writing about is this one. Because she had tried going to therapy before. Okay, She said, I tried therapy before and it didn't. I didn't find it helpful. Now, this is why I was saying this this podcast podcast would be helpful for you regardless of what stage you are in seeking out a therapist. Because even if you are seeing someone or even if you found therapy, doesn't mean that it's working for you. That's okay. All right? There's a lot of reasons for this. See, if... For some reason, I was able to get a therapist sooner. I would not have been able to do the work that I had done with the current one. I don't think I would have been ready with for it because I was still going through all of the emotional and mental blocks and shame of seeing one. But by the time I finally started seeing my therapist, I cleared a lot of that. I cleared a lot of those emotional blocks and I was able to move forward and have a very successful, you know, therapy sessions and therapy experience. But that's not always the case, okay? And I don't want you to think that this is, it's your fault if this doesn't work out or if you've tried it before or maybe you're scared because you've heard of other people that didn't have a good experience, but know that... Everybody is unique. And so all you need to do is find the right community for yourself. Find the right therapist and find the right type of therapy because there's more than one kind of therapy. Okay? And so I I really encourage you to not let this these negative beliefs, these limiting beliefs stop you from seeking the help that you need if you feel like this is the right step for you. Okay, because like I was mentioning, there's a lot of different ways to get help. So how did I go about it? I had a lot of limiting beliefs, all right? And one of the things that I did to work through this was I asked for help. (laughs) And for me, it wasn't just asking for help and okay, I'm ready to see a therapist. It took me a while. To be honest, when I first decided to ask for help, I did not see a therapist. Because there was so, like, therapy was such a pain point for me. Like, I, it was such a painful topic for myself. And so overcoming that was a mission in and of itself. Okay, so I know that's, and that's just my personal experience. 
So for you, it might be different. For you, you might have different blocks and different obstacles that you need to overcome just to begin the process. So for me, when I finally admitted that I needed help, I didn't see a therapist. I tried. Honestly, I did. I called my insurance. They sent me a list of three people. One person, I just, I kind of just, it didn't seem like they were the right fit. They didn't specialize in anything that I thought matched me. And the other two, one of them I didn't hear from for a really long time. And when I did, she had no openings available. The other one, we we talked a few times over the phone to try to schedule uh, a meeting. And nothing was lining up. It was just our, our schedules didn't match. And after that, I gave up. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to look anymore. I just, I was so easily discouraged. And it wasn't just that it was hard to get a therapist, but... I was, I was, I didn't want it badly enough is is the reality of it because I I was still fighting so many things and I'm actually really grateful that it didn't come easily for me at first because had I started therapy then, it just wouldn't be the right timing for me. I wouldn't have had the success that I did or, you know, the realizations that I did. I wouldn't have been ready for it. Now... I still felt horrible. I still felt stuck. And this feeling of stuckness, it was just absolutely soul-sucking. You know, it was this sort of numbing that, you know, the things I was passionate about, I just wasn't anymore. And my just, like, interest in life had completely diminished. My will to live was just rapidly deteriorating and if I'm speaking honestly the only thing that kept me alive was this crippling anxiety and fear that I had of death that was it that was the only thing that kept me going but even that even that freaking fear with every passing day that that was just growing into apathy and there was a part of me that still loved life there's a part of me that was able to just appreciate little moments you know appreciate the sunsets and that was a part of me that made me fight that dragged me to the computer and made me find some sort of help and the most that I could do was to go on LinkedIn and decide that I needed a career coach right? I needed some change. Let me get a career coach. I had just graduated college. I had to move to help my family out. And I ended up leaving my dream job. And when I, you know, moved to my hometown, I was not able to get, I basically had to start from square one. And so I thought, okay, career coach is going to change that for me. And luckily for me, LinkedIn had this amazing new like app or feature where they were promoting that career coaches and life coaches and I just happened to fall upon Joan I interviewed a few other people but Joan she was a woman she was not just a career coach but she was a life coach 
and she said this one thing that just stuck to me and I knew that she was the person that was going to help me through this and she worked specifically with women to help them get unstuck and that word I was like that I am stuck I am stuck and she's going to help me get unstuck and something about her just says is telling me yes and so I went to go see her and with her I was able to for the first time in my life have a safe space and I had somebody that had the tools to show me how to connect with myself and how to just tap into myself for the first time in a really long time and from there I understood the power of having a safe space And see, that's what opened the door for me to finally start seeing a therapist. I didn't see one right away. I worked with Joan for about two months. And then I started traveling all over for about two months. And after those two months of traveling, actually it was during those two months of traveling, I just cried. I was crying so much. Like I was just an emotional wreck. And at the end of one of my trips, I just, I knew it was time for me to see a therapist. I was, I, I had planned like a whole weekend for myself in, in San Francisco because I was house sitting for a friend and I just didn't leave the house for three days. I cried for three days straight or two days straight. I don't even know how many days passed. I just cried until she came home. And by then I just, I, I felt like I got it all out. I, I didn't think I had that much like this tears and ability just like scream and cry but I did (laughs) and after that I got on the computer again I called up my insurance company they gave me a list of therapists and I began seeing my first therapist and that was the easiest experience I've ever had finding a therapist and scheduling her and going to see her it all happened within a week and I honestly believe because I just believe that it was the right time. And since then, or my journey then, after all that, it the transformation was just looked ridiculous. So if you're wondering if therapy is right for you, I'm going to tell you that that's a decision that you ultimately is left for you to decide okay because like I was saying it took me decades two decades to finally see a therapist but it happened when it needed to and it happened when I was ready for it yes I knew a long time ago therapy was right for me but for many years the timing wasn't so how do you know you're ready for it first let me just say this Therapy isn't something that you need to be embarrassed about. That's, you know, an old way of thinking. It's honestly, I feel like it's something that we all need. It should be as common as a freaking teeth cleaning. All right, we all need to check in. We all need to see what resources are available for us to, you know, heal and to cope. Because... If you haven't actively sought out coping mechanisms, healthy coping mechanisms to trauma and stress, if you haven't actively sought out self-care techniques and 
just self-awareness skills, reflection skills, then all you're doing is repeating what you were taught. Repeating old cycles, old patterns, things that probably have caused you pain in the past, all you're doing is repeating that. And so therapy and seeing a therapist is a way out of that those cycles. So again, I just feel like it's something that everybody can do. It should be, you know, as common as a doctor's visit. If you're not feeling well, if your brain's not feeling well, if you're emotionally not feeling well, see someone. But anyways, no, no pressure though. That's just how I feel how I feel we need to you know shift that narrative so people don't feel so so ashamed or embarrassed of it now how do you know you're ready for it okay I I really want to stress this point is do this when you're ready when it feels right for you and one of those things one of those signs is that you're listening to this podcast and you've listened to it all the way through because that shows that you are interested and that you're, you know, ready for something, for something to change. Number two, if you've tried the same routine and repeating cycles and you're ready for change, you're ready. Number three, if you have tried doing the work on your own, but you don't feel supported or you feel stuck. And that was the last point I had. Number four, if you feel stuck and you don't know what to do, and even though you said you want to do the work, right? It's if you're just not knowing what that next step is, therapy's a good way to or asking for help. It's gonna be a good transition into that. Now seeing a therapist is a process. But trust your own process. Your path is unique to you and but you know yourself best. And I really hope my experience helps you feel at least a little less alone during this process and helps you take the appropriate steps to your journey. So I just want to say if you're interested in more, give me a follow on Instagram. Uh, You can can actually follow me on Instagram at healingwithdianavanessa. I post updates for new episodes on there i also take polls on what you want future episodes to be about or any questions and advice that that you might want and need and if you just want to add a little bit of love and sunshine to your feed you can give me a follow so if you need that again it's healing with diana vanessa that's d-i-a-n-a-v-a-n-e-s-s-a and yeah check it out and send me a message if you have any questions or if there's like I said if there's a topic that you feel interested in or you're not sure about so for next week actually we'll be talking tips I'll be sharing with you some tips that you can use at any stage in your journey in regards to therapy if you haven't made a decision, you're just starting your search or you're already started your sessions, this next episode this next episode next week's going to be for you. Okay? We're going to be or I'm at least going to be talking a little bit more in depth about what my actual experience was like in therapy, but I think more importantly I I want to share 
my findings and my discoveries about therapists and therapy because there's so many misconceptions and misunderstandings and so much that I didn't know and that I learned just by researching and so I want to share a lot of the things that were helpful to me that I know are going to be helpful for you as you go through the stage of you know whatever stage you're in in therapy now I'm going to take this time to remind you to be gentle with yourself you're doing your best so go ahead and take a deep breath breathe out You're amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. I wish you all the best. Bye.